Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back, this is episode 118 of the Talking Games Podcast, me and host Major. It is Sunday the 22nd of October, we're back to our regular scheduled programming. Uh, last week's episode was a little bit late because I was waiting for Shinobi to upload the video at the same time so we could post them both together, uh, but both the podcasts last week... Uh, and the video tour is up on our YouTube channel. It's also available on the website. Uh, we are uploading our interview with uh, animation director Benjamin Potts from Ubisoft Bordeaux. Uh, great guy, absolutely love him. Uh, that video will be up shortly. There's a little bit of editing with the sound we need to fix. Uh, it was finished yesterday, but the, uh, the sound's off for some reason. YouTube has lowered the volume. So I'm trying to fix that at the moment. Uh, but other than that, thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. You can find us on all the socials. Forecast Games Inquirer everywhere. If you have any news stories or if you're a developer and wish us to cover your game, then you can send it to our news desk. Uh, that is gamesinquirer at gmail.com. That is gamesinquirer at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the editors directly, it's hello at gamesinquirer.com. Uh, we are still making our game, so... News has been a bit in and out this week because I'm doing about four or five different projects at once and trying to, to balance my time. Uh, so I am trying. Thank you very much to Adam, who uh, Rogue, who did our Spider-Man 2 review last week. That dropped yesterday. Uh, thank you to the uh, 275 people that clicked on the review. I am asking if there's more out there who wish to check out our Spider-Man 2 review. Uh, please do so. It took a lot of hard work. Um, he did manage to get the game about two to three days early, uh, thanks to his job. Uh, but then he spent the next two, three days writing, and uh, he got it out in time for the 20th, so I'm very happy for him. Thank you very much, dude. Um, there's also uh, a couple more reviews dropping this week. I know my EASC, I did promise it last week, a uh, review. Uh, I hate that game, and I really don't want to do it, uh, because the game is a pile of shit. Uh, apologies for my language, but it is. The new EASC is dog crap. Uh, so that review's late, because I really struggled to even bother playing it. Uh, we got Bam and Nightmare in this week. How are you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. Haven't done too much because uh, in preparation for Spider-Man, I was trying to finish Jedi Fallen Order because mm. for three years this Jedi Fallen Order has been the bane of my existence. Um, Mate, I'll beat that in a weekend. <laughs> I know. I hated this game when I first played it. It was so awful because I kept on getting stuck in places, and then I'm like looking back on this now, I'm like, oh no, I. It wasn't the game's fault. I'm just a moron. Okay, that's great. Um, so I did not beat that in time for Spider-Man 2, but Spider-Man 2 is taking top priority now until I pl- get the Platinum Trophy. It, it shouldn't take too long. I think 30 hours. The game overall, if you do everything, is about 30 hours long. Uh, yeah, that's what online stuff is. It's probably two, three days if you fly out, did it, and then yeah, you should be able to beat the hole and get the Platinum. What about well, you? Sorry, it says I'm like 50% into the campaign, so I'm like... I mean, the campaign campaign's only about nine hours long. Some people nine said it's taking them 14 hours, but I'd yeah, I kept on will have like beat the game to nine hours. Yeah, 14, yeah. 14 to 18 hours for the main campaign. Some people have beat it in nine, though, so... Well, I mean, that's probably like if you mainline the campaign and you skip dialogue, but, I mean, I highly yeah. doubt that because I don't think you can even... I don't know if, if they let you skip the dialogue and stuff on your, you can, like your first place. You can skip cutscenes. Okay. 
Maybe not important story cutscenes like in Miles Morales, but you can skip cutscenes. People are super weird, man. Like, I don't know why anybody would try to burst through a game just to run the Twitter and say, oh, this game is beatable in nine hours. Like, it's, bro, people are super weird. <laughs> what was that like, voice? <laughs> that's the voice that I imagine that these, that, that, that these people who live inside their mama's basement makes because no, no grown adult is beating a game just to run a Twitter and say how, like, how, how short it is or... Anything well, okay, like that because you say that dialogue. You say that, but then you have to take into account speedrunners exist, and their whole thing is just yeah. But they're the not the ones. A, yeah, but they're not the ones Major's talking about. Those aren't the people Major is talking about. Like Major is knee deep into this community that I warned him about not not getting mixed into, and that's what he's in. I can't actually hear concert. There's so many memes, and it's just hilarious. Like the I just sit there and read the comments. Most of the time, just resisting to these people argue. Stupid. They're arguing over plastic. Most of the time, I'm just sitting there. Sometimes I'll get involved. If someone says so, something so blindly, idiotically stupid, then I have to jump in. I'll just sit there and read them. Because there's just this ridiculous arguments. But we have got to cover this Spider Man. So, firstly, we're going to be speaking about the new PS5 Slim. Uh, there is a release date. Uh, just been announced, as well as the uh, Spider-Man 2 bundle was leaked online. Uh, that's according to Bill Bill Coon, who's a very reliable leaker. Uh, if you follow us on our website, uh, you, when we speak about PlayStation stuff, you will recognise the name uh, because he has been actually predicting PlayStation Plus uh, lineups for the, since September 2021. Uh, so he is a very reliable source. Uh, go follow him. He is, he is in, Fran- in France, so a lot of the stuff he says will be all right, will be in French. Uh, but thankfully, we do cover a lot of it anyway. Uh, he does work for the website DA Labs, who said the new PS5 standard bundle will be launching on November 8th for $560 in the US. Uh, that is the new Spider Man 2 standard PS5. Uh, it's the same price as the current PS5, but you'll get in Spider Man 2 for nothing. Uh, he also mentioned the release date November 10th uh, for the standard and digital versions of the PS5 Slim in the US. So there'll probably be a staggered release throughout the week. Uh, the smaller PS5 is coming with one terabyte storage, uh, with a, up from 825 in the original versions, uh, which is the one I'm getting for Christmas, by the way. I'm getting the PS5. Yay! Uh, the <laughs> uh, Sony did mention, this is from Sid Schumann, uh, said he'd create new PS5 to address the evolving needs of players, which is why they've introduced... Uh, ultra, ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive and a one terabyte SSD, more internal storage. It's only 125 gig. If you've got a big game, you probably don't be one extra game. Basically, uh, the PS5 has been reduced by in volume by 30%, so it is rather small as well compared to the original. Uh, and weighs back to 18 to 24% less than previous models. Uh, are you guys possibly going to be updating your PS5 and get the new Slim, or are you going to be? <laughs> What did you say? What did you say? There's no update to the Slim. It's the exactly. same thing with more storage. <laughs> Honestly, it's more expensive. If I exactly. have to like, yeah, my no size stand up, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I saw that, that and I wanted to be worse design. That's so dumb. When I mean updating, I mean getting the higher end storage. If you got a PS5 in 2023 and it's been three years in 
and you haven't updated your SSD yet by going out and buying something? Because I already got one, but I got mine for free. So this isn't going to be an update for me. This this will be a downgrade because just like what Nightmare was saying, why would I go out and get a a discless PS5 and then it doesn't even come with the vertical stand and then it also does not support, at least right now people are speculating that it doesn't support the other PS5 plates. And I already have PS5 plates that I went out and purchased. Mm. I mean, it does, it does have a disk drive in there. There's a Blu-ray disk drive. You're talking about the one with the disk drive. You can, too. So yeah. you're not talking about the discless one. You're talking about the one with the disk drive. No, of course not. Well, well, even, even, even I, I would never recommend anyone to play digital. Even yeah. with that one, you still have to pay extra money to have it stand up, and that still annoys me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it, bro. That that's what it's stupid. 30 quid for the stand? Yeah. yeah. An extra $30, extra $30. That's, that's stupid. Why would, why mm. would you charge people just to stand your console vertically? Like, I don't know, but but uh, good luck to you, man, because you got to put that big behemoth down on its own, you know. You got to lay that thing down. So good luck to you on Christmas, man. Oh, I'm not I'm not buying the new one. I'm buying the old one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Right now, £400. I'm not turning that down. Oh, okay. Thank I thought you, you so was going to get one of... Yeah, I thought you was getting one of the new ones, my bad. No, 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 I'm not spending six, I'm nearly 600. <laughs> hell no. Hell no. I'm, I'm going with the 400 discounted one from CEX. There's no way I'm going to spend six hundred pounds on the console. Not a chance, man. Yeah. Not a chance. Uh, Spider-Man 2, though, is, is now being called Sony's Game of the Year. Technically, it's their only game. But... Uh, physical copies, there have been issues with the physical copies of Spider-Man 2. Some people's discs aren't working. Uh, it's currently known, unknown how many discs are, are affected, but the game isn't loading off the disc. Apparently it's stopping at 36% and not moving. Really? Yeah. That's uh, tragic. You know, you know how mad I'd be, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> there is plenty of people that are mad as hell. Uh, is a lengthy download, and that's not including the day one patch either. The day one patch is massive, also compared to the download you're getting off a physical copy. So you're 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 taking up a lot of memory. It's not even loading. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm really glad that I ended up getting it digital because when I saw that it was going to take five hours just to download the full game, I was like, I would have been so mad if I got home. And then it was just five hours I had to wait for the disc to load. And then it stopped hours. working. Yeah, mine was like five hours at the start, and then it went down to like four or something. What kind of internet that's you how got? Long... What? What kind of internet you got? I don't know. <laughs> I got internet. It's not bad internet, but it's not like crazy high-powered internet that runs everything at like maximum speed. Yeah. But it's not bad. That's crazy. Four hours, five hours? Jesus. Yeah, well, I'm, I well, you need to update yours because mine is about... I have a 120 gigabyte uh, fiber optic cable, so mine gets done yeah. like that without, yeah. without worrying about it. You live not in America, though. Like, America's internet infrastructure is absolute dog shit. But even, but, but even still, man, it's, I don't know. Like, mine took, like, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, but I got, you know, top-line internet so. I do. I did actually want to ask you a question, Ben. This is not ungainly related, but what are you going to do when that asteroid hits the west coast? I mean, I'm not on the west. I'm not. I'm not on the west coast, so. Oh yeah, I thought you was on the west coast. Negative. I'm on the east coast. East coast. Okay, that's alright. You're not on the west coast, are you, Nightmare? No. Oh, thank God. 
Now we don't. <laughs> <laughs> what? And we don't have this. this. No, no one talks about this. Okay, well, this is ungamer related, so I'll just quickly touch on this. There was an asteroid that's heading towards the west coast of California. Uh, I think it was Santa Monica. It's about here 500 miles. It's going to spawn a, uh, a tidal wave uh, three miles high and completely wipe clean the, uh, the west coast of the U.S. That's come from NASA. They, yeah, there was a, a talk, Neil deGrasse Tyson had a, had a talk on it. Um, there was a, a NASA live stream. The, the asteroid is called a Cephas. And it's, it's likely to hit 2029. If it misses, it'll come back on 2036, and it will hit. So this is where they're going to do So 2029, they're going to be like, oh, man, it missed. And then in 2036, people are still going to be fear-mongering. And guess what's going to happen? And things going to well, be like, again. 2029, the issue with it, not hit, it, it hitting later is they're saying that if it hits, it goes the thread through the, through the impossible zone or whatever it is, the keyhole, they're calling it. And it does hit Earth. It would have to miss Jupiter, miss Mars, uh, and then miss the Moon, and then it will hit us. If it passes through all of those, then it will hit us. If it gets knocked off course at all, then the trajectory will take it back round, and then it will hit us in 2036 because it will miss all the other planets, and it will basically just do a loop and then come back and hit so, the US. So if they're saying that this thing isn't going to hit us because if it hits somebody else. What's the point of them people putting out this information to 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 to, to basically scare people into thinking, oh my gosh, the thing is coming? Like, well, no, because the, this uh, thing is the, well, you know, they sent that rocket up and it was going to blow up the they were sending a rocket up to basically knock it off course, Allegedly. and they were trying to find ways. That was the that was the asteroid. That's why they had the talk is because I mean, they spent a couple of billion sending a rocket up to try and basically knock it off course and send it in another direction. I mean, that's what they tell us, but you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust anything the U.S. government says anyway. But. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really believe any of that, but that's what I'm saying, though. What's the point of putting out this information if, if they said that, oh, you know, but that's, it's going to hit us if it doesn't hit this planet, this planet, this planet, this planet, or the moon? Like, what's the point of putting that out? What are you because getting Because there, there is a chance. I think there's something like a like an 18, 19% chance it's going to thread completely that's all the way even, through. That's not even worth talking about, though. 18, 19%? Like, like <laughs> bro. Like, yeah, but that's, that's, that's still a significant percentage. And that's why they're sending up rockets mm-hmm. to try and knock it off course, because it could hit, you know, 500 miles off the coast of Santa Monica. and In 2029 or 20... Or, yeah, which is only, only five, six years away. But that's what I'm saying, you'll though. See, you'll, like, you'll see the asteroid. I feel like it's just like you missing my point though. It's like it's like it's like six years away. So I put the information out there to say, oh, you know, there's a very slim chance because this isn't even it's it's not it's not marginal enough to even speak about. At least not in my opinion. It's eighteen to nineteen twenty percent chance, bro. And it's like this thing is almost a decade away. Like, come on, man. I feel like I don't well, they're also know. probably saying something because if they said something like. A couple of years down the line, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, by the way, in three years, an asteroid's gonna hit." We've known about this for like two years, but we just didn't tell you. Then people would be like, "An asteroid, okay. an asteroid may may hit, may hit. Not not that it's going to hit. It it, it has eight. If, if, if it misses, if it misses the Earth the first time round, or gets knocked off its trajectory, if they don't, not I think it's a certain percentage they have to knock it off. Then it will miss the Earth completely. But if they don't, and it's still ma- it to kick or gets knocked off course just slightly. By the time it does a full trajectory, then it will hit in 2036. Is what they're saying. 
Yeah, I might not even be alive in 2036, man. I mean, I mean, I say that. I say that because, again, anything can happen. I don't give a damn about an asteroid that may or may not hit me at 18 to 20% chance. In 2029, when I can literally walk down the street and I may or may not get hit by a car, I'd be like, 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 come on, man. Like, I could die today. I don't know what the hell is going on. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like, I don't understand. It's like, the U.S. government is putting yourself into <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm you, not live inside, right. you live in a major city. You live in a major city yourself. You could get mugged. You could get shot. You could get robbed. You could be inside the car driving your family somewhere, and you could get into a car accident. That shit is – you have a higher probability of getting into a car accident due to somebody else, a drunk driver, than people do with this asteroid hitting the planet. That, that's, just, that's just my point, and that's just why I don't understand the U.S. government because they always do shit like this to try again, to try to fearmonger people. But it's like, again, I could die tomorrow based off some shit that I don't know, based off some predetermined thing that may or may not happen. Well, it, it's yeah. the same thing with, like, the news, where they just tell everyone bad stuff constantly, so that way they just keep on looking at it, and they're just like, oh, but we, but I have to know what's going on, and it's this constant loop of nonsense that's just like, yeah, no, you should, you should uh, like, know about it, but it shouldn't take over your whole life, like some people let it do. That's like the thing about the news, though, man. Like, like you got, like you got parents and you got you got aunts and people who who are older inside your family. Some people they take all that shit to heart and they believe everything that they see or everything that they hear on the news or on the TV. Mm-hmm. That's my whole point: is that these people are, are, are going to be living their life now, scared as hell. Oh my gosh, you guys hear about this asteroid coming in twenty twenty nine, possibly twenty thirty six? Oh my, bro, what's the point? <laughs> I take you. I take you. Don't trust the word of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Then I don't trust any of these people as far as I can throw them, and I and I can't throw them very far. So, anyway, moving back to Spider-Man. According to a Reddit thread, uh, which is still active, uh, it's affecting a lot of large players, a large number of players in mainland Europe. Uh, those claiming uh, currently are from Romania, the Netherlands, and Malta, my home country. Uh, there's currently no known work about for this issue. PlayStation and Somnic have yet to comment. A lot of players are saying that it's getting stuck or between 36 and 40% and not moving. Uh, they're having to restart the game. It's still not moving. Basically, the discs are broken, uh, which is not a good place for this game to launch. Uh, it seems to be serious issues. IGN did say that one user flagged it uh, on Friday. Uh, and said that the, a number of reports have been continuously coming out over since uh, the post was up. Uh, there's been a link posted to the tech support on the Reddit page if you would like to submit and you're having the same issues. Uh, Spider-Man 2, though, is Insomniac's second highest rated game ever, which is very, very impressive because they have released a hell of a lot of games. Uh, according to Metacritic, it is currently tied uh, for first. Uh, the official embargo listed last Monday... Uh, mobile outlets rate the game a 9 out of 10. It's currently sitting at a 91, based on 130 now, uh, currently submitted. Uh, more reviews are submitted over this week. The game is currently tied with 2000 Spyro Year of the Dragon on the PS1, matching Clank Up Your Arsenal from two, PS2 in 2004. Uh, the first Spider-Man re- released in 2018, gone at 87. So this has become very, very impressive that it managed to finally crack the 90s. Uh, if it goes up any higher, which I don't think it will, 
uh, because there are more reviews to submit. A lot of people didn't get reviews on time, uh, but they are on Metacritic, so we may be seeing a 90, 89. I think it'd probably stay at a 90, uh, but if any more of these 4 and 3s start dropping 4, 7s or 8s continue to drop. What game is this? Spider-Man 2. We could see the game drop at 89 for the final. You know that game is at a 91 now, right? I saw I saw yeah. people online uh, celebrating that, but I think I think that this is probably where it's going to be because unless unless Survivor comes out and drops a drops a one, no man. I mean, Survivor did give it a four. What? I gave <laughs> it a four. Four out of five, an eight technically. Okay, I thought you meant I thought you meant like a four out of ten. I'm like, bro, like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's I was four out of five. Wow. We gave That's it a four out of five as well, mainly Ooh. because it's, it's it's a masterpiece of a story, but there's just the gameplay is, is too similar to the last game. Okay, well, what do you want them to do about that? <laughs> they want him to be. I mean, I haven't played it. I'm just going off. I just don't. I do not understand that either, Nightmare. It's like it's like it, it is it is it is a direct sequel. My, my sequel game, the gameplay is too similar to the previous two games. I can't believe this. That my That's sequel. That's what I'm saying. Like every game sequel, going from Gears of War, Fable Two, even if you look at Starfield, which is it's not a direct sequel, but it's it's, it's a sequel in the sense that that's nothing but Fallout Four inside outer space. And it, and it does nothing besides giving you space exploration. I say space exploration, but again, sequels to games they don't they don't they don't generally break out of the box and just start throwing spot. Like I'm trying to figure out what is what do people want Spider Man to do? Do they want Spider Man to be inside a Gundam suit, mech suit, or do they yeah. want him to, to team up with like like the Avengers or something? Like what do people want out of a sequel? Yeah, they, they, they want the Mar- they actually want the Marvel's Avengers sequel. That's what they really want. Not not Spider Man two. They want a sequel to Marvel's Avengers. Yep, that's crazy. <laughs> Well, one of the most popular criticisms of it was the MJ stealth missions. The people are saying I, basically it's just filler. What's funny yeah. about that is that, I, is that the mission that I'm on before this, uh, right before I stopped, was the MJ stealth mission. Are you not and, finding them boring? Because everybody else spoke well, to Even Rogue said they were boring as hell. I, I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it, but... You don't spoil it, dog. I ain't, I ain't it's it's it more interesting when you tie in the story with it because, like, in the first game, the MJ Stealth mission was more just like, oh, look at all these stable agents, but in the second game, they're just like, oh, wow, here's all these cool story bits that you get to look at while you're stealthing around. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what makes it more fun when there's actual stuff to do in there. Yeah. Uh, I did I'm hear. Sorry, like, I, go ahead, go ahead. What to say? Because there's one more part, but I just don't know whether that would fall under spoiler. I did hear that the MJ self missions they they aren't as bad as it was in the first game, just because MJ can do more or that she's doing more this go yeah. around. So it's like, I mean, people talking about that the gameplay is the same. I would assume that the MJ missions break up the monotony of swinging around New York City with a brand new web suit or with brand new ways to traverse through New York City. I would assume that if that's not enough for people, that the MJ missions would break, you know, would, would come in and break that up. I feel like it's just people just, just complaining to just complain at this point. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll read no, re- the conclusion that Adam posted. Like, I'm I, mean, I, I, I can't say anything because I haven't played it. I can only rely on what Rogue has written. I'm just trying to figure out yes. how do you uh, buy 
how do you buy a Spider-Man game knowing who Spider-Man is, knowing what Spider-Man does, and you expect Spider-Man to play like the fucking Black Panther or play like Captain America? Like, I, I don't know. I don't think that's the issue. I think, uh, I think the, the, the main issue is, is that, like, for example, he said, like, blocking is just weird. Like, Spider-Man, you know, block, it seems like... Like, dodging? Like, dodging a parry? the parry ability. No, it's not parry, it's dodging, like, actual blocking. Like, that doesn't say what you should be doing as Spider-Man. You mean, you mean dodging? No, not dodging, blocking. As in putting his arms up and blocking punches. Mm. That's what it's called. It's called parrying. <laughs> yeah, but it's called also blocking. As far as... <laughs> if you look at Spider-Man... <laughs> it's called parrying. Alright, right, we call it parrying. He's also blocking. It's not, yeah, anyway. So, he's saying that basically the, the fact that he's able to parry doesn't suit with Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is supposed to be the sort of character you can't hit. He's able to do- jump around and fly out of the way, etc. But in here, he's like straight up, like actually having fist fight. I mean, you don't have to do that. That's why I was left. I do not agree with that at all because there, you can still dodge and you can still perfect dodge. You don't have to parry and you don't have to press L1 to attempt to block. That's why. That's why when you was telling me that this is what the reviewer was saying, I'm laughing because that doesn't make sense to me. Because again. You can still play, like, if you want to be Spider-Man from the comic books or Spider-Man from the TV shows, a character who is, is, is basically unhittable because of how fast his reflexes are and because of his spider sense, you can, you can play like that. You can do that if you want to. You don't have to parry. You don't have to block. I mean, unless it's, like, a certain boss fight or unless it's, like, something that the game makes you do. Yeah. I mean, you press circle to dodge and you press circle to just jump around or else you can just swing around the enemy and move like that if that's, if that's how you choose to play the game. I mean, I imagine that the parry ability is going to be a boss fight, because I don't know why they'd introduce it and not have something revolve around it. Right. I think my only real issue with combat now, focus bar, like, you know how in the first and second game, you if, like, that thing was even halfway filled, you could heal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now it has to be fully healed. Or, like, now it has to be, like, the focus bar has to be yeah. completely full, full to heal. Yeah. And I hate that so much. Because it means that if I'm in a tough situation, then it's a, a lot more stressful, which is probably what they wanted. They probably wanted the combat to be a bit more challenging. But I'm just yeah. playing on easy difficulty because I just want to get through the story and get the platinum. I don't care for a challenge. That's not right. fun to me. So yeah. when I'm on the easiest difficulty and I've already died twice, <laughs> I'm really concerned yeah. on whether I I'm going to be <laughs> I mean, I love Spider-Man 1. I completed that game. I think I've played it two, three times already, back-to-back. Back. I did the New Game Plus. The fact that New Game Plus, though, is not coming out till post-launch, do you think that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing as far as how long people were actually playing this game for? I don't I don't think because... it matter. Like, I thought I thought people just jumped on, they got the Platinum, and then they, then they jumped off, and then that was it, but... There are some people online that was posting their game time. They have over 400 hours into this single player Spider-Man game. Oh, how is that? That's, that's the same thing I said, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't think that this will affect comic book fans or people who love Spider-Man. But for people like us who just play the game, we want to get the experience and move on to the next great experience. You know, that's that's a bad thing for us. But some people, man, I don't think, I don't think it'll hinder any type of experience that these people are having. I'm I'm okay with it because one of my big one of my big complaints when I was getting the platinum trophy for Miles Morales 
was that there was a lot of stuff, not a lot, but there was a decent number of things locked behind New Game Plus. Like, to get the trophy where you unlock all the suits, you had to start a New Game Plus playthrough. To get the last two skills, you had to start a New Game Plus playthrough. And I was really worried going into this that there was going to be a crap ton of stuff. Just like, uh, play New Game Plus to get to get this thing. And I was going to be like, oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Um, yeah. But if there's no New Game Plus on launch, then I don't have to worry about that. So I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Let us know your thoughts on Spider-Man 2. I want to hear everyone's opinion. I know there's some people that think it's the best game ever made. Uh, I will say from what I've read, it does look like it's the best superhero game ever made. Um, but as far as there are people that are saying that the game is terrible, who are technically Tony ponies, and I think there's there's some console warring going on with the state of it. Um, but yeah, I'd like to. I'm going to be picking it up around Christmas when I get my PS4, so we'll see. Um, moving on though, before we jump into deals of the week, analysts, uh, several analysts are expecting Sony to make a major acquisition. Uh, by next year, uh, this is obviously in light of the Microsoft acquisition and the fact the fans, Sony, Sony customers, uh, they're kind of demanding it at this point because they want them to do the same thing that Microsoft has done, even though technically Sony doesn't have the money for it. But uh, Dr. Serkin Toto uh, believes they are under pressure to react. Uh, almost after two years when the first an acquisition was announced from Microsoft for Activision Blizzard, uh, Sony has kind of been receiving some flack. Uh, because of the fact that they haven't made a similar move. Uh, but Sony, he said, is under pressure even after the Bungie acquisition. He said they expect further investments and acquisitions for PlayStation, including a larger one that will move the needle for them in a meaningful way. Uh, they're in first place, it doesn't make sense. Uh, their biggest acquisition is their $3.6 billion deal for Bungie, uh, which was the Japanese company's lar- largest acquisition to date. Uh, Carol Severin, who works at Media Research, he's a senior games analyst, he said he was unlikely, he thought it was unlikely that Sony would respond by buying a publisher on the scale of someone like Take-Two, uh, which has a market capitalisation around $24.6 billion, when Sony's annual budget is about $5.5 billion for acquisitions. However, he suggested Sony could attempt to capitalise on its strength in TV, games and film by launching a new cross-entertainment subscription offering. Uh, Sony has one of the most impressive catalogues on earth, he said, uh, bringing it together in the subscription offering, for example, could pose a solid answer to Xbox cross-platform efforts, mainly Game Pass. Uh, it's increasingly difficult to compete with Microsoft on games only. Uh, what are your thoughts? Who would they, could they, what could they possibly do to try and counteract the Activision Blizzard purchase? Uh, I don't think there's anything that they can do to counteract the activated Blizzard purchase. Like, there, there is nothing else as big as that or or any other publisher that's putting out games on this caliber. Like, I keep seeing people say that they should pick up Square Enix. Uh, that's not a good that's not a good counter counterpunch because they already have a good um, partnership with Square Enix. They're already getting exclusive deals with Square Enix. Um, I see people talking about that they should go out and buy Sega. I don't think Sony is in. I don't think Sony is interested in purchasing Sega. Um, aside from Bungie, who they got, who had scooped up about a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, that's the only studio that I see that could maybe make a shooter game or a game as big as a Call of Duty that would draw in the masses like how Call of Duty does. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't see Sony picking up anybody that could, you know, compete on that level. And I say compete on that level as. Or as the money that Call of Duty brings in. Yeah, 
I mean, there is also the thing about Sega is that let's remember, okay, people don't understand Sony's financial things. So I'm going to make this a very TLDR cut down issue. Sony has no money to buy anybody, and the reason they don't have money to buy anybody is because most of their shares are owned by asset management companies. I think it's about 70-80% of their total stock is owned by Japanese banks. So the reason they cannot afford to buy anyone is because the majority of their income goes straight to the asset firms. They're basically paying off their shareholders. They have to. The money that's left over is to pay for the studios they already have, games that are already in development, and then they have about five and a half billion left, roughly. If you occasionally maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less, but that's how much they have to go out and actually buy stuff. There, that isn't a lot compared to the big publishers out there. Sega, I believe, is about $36, $38 billion market value. They couldn't afford that, and they wouldn't be able to get away with just paying $36 billion. They'd have to pay over the amount to get them to agree to it, because if Sega's just getting market value, that isn't a good deal for them. They're going to want $45, $50 billion. They're not going to get that. So, yeah, that yeah. isn't going to happen. Uh, take two in the situation. You see why I stay away from these conversations? Because how in-depth these conversations go and how much information goes behind this, I don't see why people spend like, spend so much time online debating or t- talking about stuff that they don't really understand. Because before you told me that, I, I had no idea that Sega was valued at that. Like, I, I would yeah. assume Sega would be more than that. You, you, you see what I'm saying? But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's just... I mean, it, it depends on their market share. The, the, the re- they weren't as much, like, a couple of years ago compared to what they are now, and the only reason their price has gone up is because they had the Sonic movies released. They've got yeah. deals with Netflix for the Knuckles series. They've had several Sonic games that have done extremely well. Sonic Frontiers especially, the sold gamebusters for them. Uh, you've then also got the fact that they're moving back into retail. They've got the Like a Dragon series, which is starting to pick up again. They're oh, releasing yes. a lot of stuff right now, and their market value is going up because those games are selling well. Yeah, good on good on Sega, man. You know, it's always good to see companies, you know, some of these companies that uh, we grew up with still still doing well. Yeah, where the hell is Konami though? Is my question. And I was, what the man. fuck is Konami? <laughs> that yeah, that Metal Gear Solid collection <laughs> is a pile of crap. Don't buy that. Whatever you do, do not waste your money. That's for, that's that's twenty hours you're not getting back. That is it's 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 worse than the original games. Damn, I don't man, know what you the shit f- on them so hard, man. Man, I, I, I love Konami. I want someone to buy them. If there was a company yeah. out there that's worth buying, it's Konami. Because they have three or four massive licenses and they're doing shit with them. All right? do, you so, think, do you think that that, you know, that that could be a good pickup for Sony? Yes. Because mm. they're, they're, only, they're only about two and a half billion Konami at this point. They haven't released anything in, in years. And the, the, the latest... A lot of their stuff they're releasing is either NFTs or they're releasing like remasters of old games like the Metal Gear Solid Collection. I know they've got the the new Metal Gear Snake Eater that they're currently making. Uh, that has had absolutely no traffic whatsoever. Uh, I know this for a fact because when that announcement first went out, we were, I think, fourth or fifth outlet to publish the news on it. When that went out, all right, so it's usually the first two or three would do the big numbers. Everyone below that would get a couple of thousand. We got two on that whole article, and we had that up on Google search, on Google News, for like a week. Nobody mm. searched. We had a look at the analytics for Google when they sent us all the stock back, 
all off and all off facts for that month. When I went through it, nobody was searching for Konami or Metal Gear. No one. And IGN only managed to get that because they have a massive audience anyway. But as far as everybody else, barely anything. There was no searches in Google for that entire week, almost for that entire week, for Metal Gear. It's, it's, but it's got better now. Because people are researching what the Metal Gear Solid Connection looks like. And holy shit, is it a pile of trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth the $60, $70 that is currently slated at. Not a chance. I don't know what the hell is happening to Konami. I don't know why Konami is, is having such problems. But as far as what I've had a look at over the week, because I, I was... People keep asking what are the publishers that Sony could feasibly buy or Microsoft go for. And Konami, as far as the publisher, is probably the most realistic for Sony. Because there isn't another publisher apart from Square in its west. Because they sold all their East properties to Embracer. Which are now being unloaded, by the way. They're all being resold again. But, yeah, so I think Konami is probably the, the most realistic if they were looking to pick up a publisher. Because then you'd have Metal Gear, you've had Silent Hill. Uh, it's Cast- Castlevania's Konami, isn't it? I, thought, all right, I think it's Castlevania. I have no but, idea, that's why. Oh, there she is. How do you want to arrive eventually? And do you know who Castlevania's Konami is, isn't it? Right, man? Yeah, it is. Thank you. So they got three or four big IPs. I think Sony would probably be the... I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I classify Castlevania as being a big IP anymore. I feel like feel like that ship is going to sell. Like with the with the resurgence of games, like because remember Castlevania came out at the time. That's why you hear about Metroidvania this or Metroidvania that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like other games have came out and they're taking that formula and it, and and they and they're doing these games better than what Konami is doing with with Castlevania right now. So unless, I don't, unless I don't even know how Konami's still around, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. So, like, unless they revamp that system, even even with, like, Metal Gear, I don't think... I think that they should just sell that IP or just give it to somebody else because I don't I don't think Konami even cares about these these IPs anymore. No. I, if they, I think if they were to... Sony wanted to purchase someone, I think Konami might be the, the company to do it, to, to kind of give them more games. I know they haven't got a lot of studios. Konami maybe has one or two. So they're not picking up mobile studios. I think they'd probably be able to get them for $3 billion, $3, 4000000000 billion. And then Konami's, you know, buy, buy them. They've only got a few IPs. They're not doing anything with it. Metal Gear has kind of been a, a PlayStation IP for some time anyway. People commonly associate Metal Gear with PlayStation. So I think it's, it, it would make sense. It's within their wheelhouse. They could afford it. That's my pick. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we've got to talk about the worst broken game this year. I think Gollum has now been beaten for the worst game of 2023, personally, from what I've seen. This game is the worst game of all time. Uh, <laughs> King Kong. Rise of Kong. Skull Island, it's called. Um, <laughs> they, uh, in-game, okay, this isn't a trailer, by the way. I'm not talking about a trailer. Um, they included static assets in a game. Uh, what? So, there's a scene in this new King Skull Island King Kong game, where you're playing as the most washed-out, crappy-looking King Kong I've ever seen, but you're facing off against a dinosaur, and instead of having it animated, they've just included the picture of the dinosaur. What? 
I didn't know that it was that bad. Like I've seen people on my timeline. Like I, I got a couple people who uh who uh who uh, unfollow and talk about games with. I saw these dudes playing that game, like playing the game, and they said that they was enjoying the game. Yeah, like, it's bro, so why, bad. It's so why bad. Would anybody, why would anybody spend money on this on on something like that? There's multiple people have. This is the headline throughout this week. I've called it. Because, a spam, because spam, some gamers are fucking stupid. Why are we coming in with that fire? <laughs> <laughs> Just insult people. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, but am I wrong? I, I won't. I won't disagree with you because I do have frequent conversations with people who do not understand shit about game development. Exactly. Do mean, not understand not shit about game not, history. Don't true. understand a single thing that they're talking about. Most of the time, they haven't even played it. They're talking about subjects they have no basis or knowledge on, but they still have an opinion. I, yeah, I can't. The amount of people, the amount of times you have had conversations with idiots on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it exactly why I know that I'm right. <laughs> that's every day at this point. Exactly. That's exactly. exactly. That's exactly I, I have to have conversations because I, I comment something benign. Like, somebody will say, um, you know, Xbox has no games. And say, well, actually, they've had about five games this year. They're doing very well. And then they come to personal man. attack. They've been major. They've been saying that since 2013. They Like, like that whole narrative, that whole moniker, Xbox has no games. They don't mean that there's no games on Xbox to play. They mean Xbox has no good games, and that is an opinion, or that's very subjective anyways. And that's why I told you months ago, do not interact with those people. Leave them people where they at, bro. Leave them inside their mama's basement. Do not <laughs> talk to them. <laughs> yeah, and occasionally they comment on my post, man. They come after me. Like when I posted my, um, it was uh, some, somebody asked me a question about uh, Xbox business. And I, was, I wasn't even talking about Xbox. I was talking about, somebody mentioned something about buying, or Xbox buying another studio. And I said, well, technically that's not, I think it was CD Projekt Red. It's not technically possible, because CD Projekt Red uh, is protected one by the Polish government, because it is their largest exporter. The government has already said previously, when Sony was sniffing around, they don't want to sell, they're not going to allow the studio to be bought out. It has to be by someone in the EU, not by an international company like Sony or Microsoft. So yeah. that was the, that was the government stance, that was the regulator stance. People then started coming to come back, saying that I was attacking PlayStation, saying that the regulator does, has no power to stop purchases. That's literally their job. They said, oh, it's, their job is to... Um, to regulate whether a deal is good for customers. No, it's to protect the country's economy and to ensure the deal is good for the consumer. Now, if a deal is taking money out of Poland, then the deal is bad for the economy because they're not getting the annual turnover. They get a one dollar fee and there's no basis whether those developers are going to stay in the country or they'll move them elsewhere. They're not going to take the risk. CD Projekt Red and Techland are protected by the Polish government because they, it's the big, it, they are trying to build on their games industry and their software tech industry. They're not going to let mm. their two biggest companies up and leave. That's the argument. Apparently, I'm now attacking PlayStation for saying something that has absolutely no... has nothing to do with Sony or PlayStation whatsoever. Yeah. But then it, this is why I keep having these arguments, because they'll come to me to talk absolute bollocks. Like, there was a, I posted my... Um, 
something about, I can't even remember what it was, but something about Microsoft. And I was getting Sony fans attacking us as a company for saying that we're Xbox trolls or Xbox, um, what's the word when you're under spies, that we're basically, you know, trying to, it had nothing to do with PlayStation. Absolutely nothing. You remember what I told you, Major? I, I told you this months ago. I forgot, yeah. where, where, I forgot where the conversation popped up, but it was me, you, and Callum. And yeah. I remember some, somehow y'all had got on the talk of, of biases or what's your favorite platform, and y'all tried to label me as being a PlayStation fan. Maybe that right there was uh, Callum that, that tried to label me off as being a PlayStation fanboy, but it's like, remember what I told you then, I said, this is, this is, this is the problem, and it's that if, if you... If you try to defend or try to not even defend, if you if you try to correct misinformation, whether it be about Nintendo, PlayStation, or Xbox, those weirdos they're gonna put you inside that box and then they're gonna run with it and they're gonna have that screenshot saying, "Well, look, well you tried to come and tell me that Sony doesn't have enough money to buy Sega. Clearly, you must be an Xbox fanboy." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that's is, that's literally one for one. That's what they do. That like like that's what they do. And this, and this is why I told you. I said the way how I handle it is is that. I try to talk about nothing but games. I try to keep that my little dog shit platform of people or my little dog shit community of people who follow me on, on that app and interact with me about video games. I try to keep the conversations boiled down to nothing, just the games. I don't waste my time defending uh, something that Microsoft does. I don't waste my time defending something PlayStation does. And 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 in that way, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody can try to put you in a box and try to label you as some as some bullshit fanboy. Or some kind of plastic box defender when, when you know that you're just talking about games because you love games. Yeah. And it's just correcting the rest of to make sure people have correct information. That is what we do day in and day out. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but if you say anything remotely bad about either, you're suddenly the opposite. It's why, it's why I hold that badge of honour that I've been called an Xbox and a pony in the same day. That That's my badge of honour. I'll, I'll have that on my tombstone when I die. Xbox and Xbox and Pony. Yeah, but I mean, you know, just just as well as I do. Even if you give people the right information, they're not yeah. gonna care. They nah. won't care. Even if you share the article, or even if you share the information, discrediting or disproving anything that they that they said during the argument, they will not care. That's why I, I told you, it's just, it's, it's legit a waste of time. Like I saw you arguing with somebody about uh, IP intellectual rights from Activision regarding Sekiro. Yeah, and I like, I like even even if that's true, or even if it's not true, even if you prove it, them dudes, them dudes aren't going to care. I mean, I think that's, I think it's pretty standard. I mean, the, the issue with the is that people saying they don't own it from software own it. I said, well, that's not the way that licenses work because Activision. For people who haven't heard this yet, Activision owns the publishing rights to Sekiro, which means they have the right to publish the game wherever they want. They publish the game, they fund it for in the West. They have the right to post it wherever they want. That includes Game Pass. It's a four-year-old game. It doesn't make any difference. It's not going to sway people to come over to Game Pass. It makes absolutely no sense. And they're not going to make a lot of money on it. It's just one of their back catalogs. They have the rights to it. They can do with what they will. But people still want to argue that From Software owns it, so therefore they can't. They own the rights to the game. They don't own the rights to the publishing. That in the West, anyway. It belongs to Activision. I don't know why people are getting so angry about it, either. Like, what does that have to do, like, what does From Software or Sekiro or Activision have to do with PlayStation? It's, it's, it's just the fact that 
that they like the game. So they like the game, right? So they don't want yeah, it's so regular. Yeah, but they don't. But that's the problem with our fanboys. Like you see it all the time. So when Spider Man goes to PC, you're gonna see people on the timeline losing their fucking mind. People are gonna go crazy because they don't want these games to go anywhere else, even if they don't play the games. Makes no sense to me at all. Not a, not a blind bit of sense. But yeah. Um, before we wrap up then for deals of the week, uh, Skull Island Rise of Kong currently being slated as the worst game of uh, this year. Uh, one resetter user said Gollum Redeemed, uh, which was really one of the worst games of the year. I think I got like a 20. Uh, game Mill, according to its website, has a proven track record for leveraging the equity of beloved brands, whatever that means, and working with developers to nimbly bring light to life games that delight high on casual games alike. That just sounds like a lie to me. Uh, they are previously, uh, they are working on several other games, though, including a uh, new Sherlock Holmes game and some other stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't, this game is absolute trash. There is a bro- broken assets, they've included JPEG uh, instead of animations in the middle of gameplay. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just terrible. Like, the King Kong does not look like King Kong, alright? He looks like a guy in a monkey suit. He's got giant eyeballs, and they're human, and it's it's just, yeah, it's just weird. It's a terrible looking game. Do not spend 50 quid on that. Anyway, if you're not looking for a scam, we're about to read this deals of the week, bro. (laughs) Deals of the week. If you don't find what you want, then... Sorry, Yeah, so we can't help you. Kicking us off this week, uh, you can pick up Yakuza Like a Dragon Date Itchy Steelbook Edition for the Xbox One for £9.95 with free shipping through the game collection. Uh, Tales of Arise right now on Xbox One and Series X is £7.95 free shipping, also at the game collection. Seven Days to Die on Steam through CD Keys this week is £2.69. Uh, there's a discounted instant download Steam key. Uh, includes seven days to die. Uh, this is early access game is not complete, so it may or may not change. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League on Nintendo Switch through Amazon is £27.95 with free shipping. That's uh, so according to Deku Deals. Uh, lowest price ever for this game, so pick that up quickly. Valkyrie. Uh, Chronicles 4 on Nintendo Switch. That deal is expiring on the 31st of this month, so you have a little bit of time. But it's currently £6.99 on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, Metroid Prime Remastered on Switch right now through the game collection is £23.95 with free shipping. Uh, you can also pick up uh, Fallout 4 New Vegas on the Xbox One and Series X until the 1st of November. Uh, it is £2.9 p per game. That is on Xbox deals. Uh, this is phenomenal game. Uh, is in Hungary, so you may need a VPN, but check your local listing. Uh, Stray right now on PS4 and PS5 through Amazon is £15.95p. Uh, you can also uh, pick it up through the game collection at the same price, uh, but there's also on Amazon or the game collection, either one or. Uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2 right now on PC or Steam is £2.29. Uh, through CD Keys. Star Wars Republic Commando, uh, that's also on Steam this week through CD Keys, £1.39. And Batman Arkham Asylum, Game of the Year Edition on Steam through CD Keys, is £2.09p. That's insane. Uh, Sonic Mania right now, Nintendo 
Switch Digital uh, that is on sale until the 31st of this month. So you have a little time left. It's on the Nintendo eShop for £6.39. Uh, there's also Yoko's Island Express on the Switch for the eShop. Uh, that deal is expiring at midnight tonight. So if you want this game, grab it quickly. Uh, it's perfect for the kids. £3.19p. 9 not bad, £3.19p, that deal's expiring today, so grab that quickly. Uh, Commander Keen in King Dreams Definitive Edition on Nintendo eShop is 89p at the moment. Uh, that deal was expiring on the 4th of November, so you have a bit of time on now. Uh, Lego City Undercover from the Nintendo Switch is just £6.49, that deal's expiring on the 2nd of November. Uh, Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams Outlet Edition on Nintendo Switch, uh, that's £1.89 on Nintendo eShop, that deal's expiring on the 31st of this month. Uh, you can also get FC24 on PS4 and PS5 when upgrading from FIFA 23 on the PS4 and PS5. You will need a Turkey account that is on the PlayStation Store, but you can get it if you have, for £29. It still only works if you have FIFA 23. Uh, you have to have a Turkey PS Plus account, so basically you just set your, your account to Turkey. Uh, start PS4 or PS5, uh, start FIFA on your PS4 or PS5, and then uh, up, so upgrade, and it will only charge you £29. Uh, Prey Digital Deluxe Edition, uh, it comes with the Moon Crash DLC and the Typhon Hunter uh, multiplayer VR DLC uh, for £8.74 on the PlayStation Store. The deal is expiring on the 1st of November, and last but not least, Hotline Miami right now is 80% off. On Steam, that deal is expiring on the 26th of this month, so you have a few days, but you can get it for £1.70. And that is all for your deals of the week. Welcome back. Uh, Netflix is reportedly looking to add a GTA game to its store. Uh, this isn't GTA 5, GTA 6, or any other stuff. It's a mobile port. I don't know what exactly, um, but they're saying they want major third-party games on Netflix. Would you pay for Netflix game subscription? If no, games like Grand no, God no. Why God, would no. anyone do that? Anyone that does that has something wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all throwing in the shade today, aren't we? Yeah. It's, it's came from Wall Street Journal. Uh, they've claimed that Netflix is trying to uh, to take some major licensed properties uh, and turn them into mobile games for their mobile subscription. Um, according to the unnamed sources, uh, Netflix subscribers will be able to play mobile games including Squid Game, which is coming on Wednesday uh, next week, as well as the company exploring Extract, Black Mirror and Sherlock Holmes series uh, to work to be turned into mobile games for their own live store. Uh, Netflix is beginning to offer a mobile selection of mobile games for iOS and Android, but now they're looking to, uh, to add a GTA-style mobile game. If it's like GTA Online, no thank you, because... I've been a part of that community for a long time. It's I also don't know how you... How are you going to do a GTA mobile game anyway? I mean, you could feasibly do, like, GTA 3 or San Andreas, because they are of mobile now. They do have mobile versions of those games. Mm. But why... But I guess you wouldn't want to play it off mobile. Exactly. And also, why would you want to go back to an old game just to play it through Netflix? Yeah. When and the pay for it. Well, exactly. I just, when I just don't get why you're paying for the Netflix subscription at all. The fact that you have oh, the ability yeah. to play it on Netflix is more concerning to me than playing <laughs> it through Netflix. <laughs> well, like, 
Well, why are you, I just don't get why I, I think Apple did this and they're still doing this with their mobile game subscription. And I'm just like, why are you paying extra money mobile games six mm. years old that you have to have your mobile game income because like I I get maybe you don't have a big console. Pay extra for your mobile games. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, surely so, if you if you wanted to play games, you would just save that money up every month. Yeah. To eventually and get buy the game. To console. You well, can, you can buy the game on your phone. Well, like yeah. the GTA it's stuff is available thing. on iOS and Android stores. Yeah, it costs about eight quid. You can play Final Fantasy VII on mobile. Why would I want to do that? Exactly, it's but you can. Why would you on then take Netflix? IPhone. I want to do that. I'm also okay. wondering why Netflix has suddenly decided they want to branch into gaming anyway. Because, because Netflix wants money. Also, have you not been on, like, if you go on the app, they're just advertising all, of, like, the games that they own. They're like, hey, hey, look, Bloom's Tower Defense. And I'm like, why do you own that? And secondly, I don't care. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, you got Oxen Free on there. Oxen Free 2. Both Night School Studio make some terrific games. Oxen Free is brilliant. But the fact that Netflix now owns that studio is just... And it's Netflix is also apparently they license like games from from a uh, uh, middle earth enterprises to make a Lord of the Rings mobile version for Netflix. Oh dear. Which is if that rumor's true, I swear to God, I give up. Oh dear. If you're gonna keep on Lord making of all these games from like these big companies, why not release them on consoles too? So at least not little Timmy is the only one getting it. So at least everyone who has more than five brain cells can play the game for themselves. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. I'm not one to play mobile games on a regular anyway. I think the only mobile game I ever play is Gardenscapes. And that's because it is so unbelievably ridic- ridiculously addictive. I can't put that... I, you only get about five levels. I only play it once per day for about ten minutes. But I'm not yeah. going to just pay subscriptions. I play a bunch of mobile games. Not a chance. And also, what kind of quality are you going to get out of those anyway? Oh, the well, mobile like, versions like Final Fantasy is actually pretty good. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm saying that with the iPhone 15, they're like, but we can run Resident Evil Village at like 5 FPS, or it's more than that. I'm just making fun of that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I think it's actually 16. I think there's 16 to 20 FPS. Oh, wow. Okay, he's running that. It's not as me? bad as 5. <laughs> me? One frame an hour. We don't get to make fun of Redfall for releasing with 30 FPS and then be, like, really okay with 16 FPS Resident Evil Village. 30 FPS is doable. 30 FPS is kind of the standard for video games. It has been for a very long time because it makes the game playable. You stop for lag. You don't have you don't have issues with resolution or, or frame rate drops. It's basically the standard. And what you'd hope a game to run at will be at least 30 FPS. Anything below that, you're basically running at, like, very, very, like, minute frame 
per second. It's it's an awful experience. You start seeing lagging issues and it, it becomes very noticeable anything lower than 30. But the fact that they're... I mean, on mobile it's fine because the screen's so small, you're not really seeing the issues. Well, also I feel like it's more okay on mobile because you just kind of expect it to be that low on mobile. You yeah. don't expect it to be 64K uh, Ultra HD graphics or anything uh, like that. It's I mean, an iPhone 15, from what they've said, it sounds like too good to be true, so I'm not going to... Until I actually see the phone for myself, I'm not going to say it does look like that. I'm honestly but, surprised that Apple hasn't taken advantage of the, you know, $3,500 uh, VR headset that they're just like, guys, look at all these games that we have that you'll play. Yeah, they have said nothing about that. If anyone buys that, that, like, that's not a tech reviewer, which even if the tech reviewers are buying that, I feel bad for them. But if anyone buys that stupid VR headset, like, willingly, I just question them so much. If I see that, I, mean, we, we, has, I, I, will quickly, them say, I will quickly correct that. We don't pay for anything. If you're a reviewer, you get sent stuff free. Well, like, small tech reviewers might not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. If, you, if you're not on Apple or Sony's radar, because they need, like, millions of views so you to get anything from them. Yeah, I, I I haven't heard anything about the new Apple VR. Uh, MetaQuest 3, I think, is the one that most people are going to be going for. Because it's only five, it's 500 quid compared to Apple's, like, 3,500. I don't think anybody's going for Apple. No, well, yeah, no, not a chance. The only well, people who are going to go... Go on, right now. Go for Apple as much because the people buying MetaQuest are going to want to play video games. And Apple is just like... Eh, no, we're good. Here's some meditation. Here's where you can buy. Here's an app where you can buy more Apple products. <laughs> I feel like I feel like y'all are, are ignoring the fact that some of these Apple people, or some of these Samsung diehard people, these people are most definitely gonna go out there and buy that trash headset. Like. We can still these make Apple fun fanatics. of doing it. These Apple fanatics, man, because we're like, what is their headset? What is it, like 1200 bucks? It's like some super crazy price, right? 3500 yeah. Yeah, like, but I, I see many people online, bro, capping for this thing. And it's like, they're like, imagine how much, do you guys ever see uh, Step Brothers when they're like, imagine all the extra activities we can do. That's yeah. what these people was doing. They was like, imagine how much, how much we can get done at our desk. Oh, yeah, imagine. no. Imagine. There are going to there are going to be people like that. The only people who are going to be stupid enough to spend that kind of money are people right. that, for whatever reason, are just like dead against Facebook and want to do anything to oppose well, it's, them. It's not even that; it's that they love Apple so much. And that was going to be my other. That was going. That was going to be my other types of people. Yeah, it's the so people that think that Apple actually care. Yeah, they just want money. Yeah, you're either going to have Apple fanatics who think they just have to have everything Apple, or people that despise Facebook that much that they want to rub it in their face and go, well, we've just got something from your competitor in this market, so... We've, we've just given Apple $3,500, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just the thing. I mean, that, I, I will be getting a MetaQuest 3. Um, I've already spoken to Meta already. Uh, and I'm, if they can't send me a copy or a unit, I'm gonna go and buy one myself because that Meta Quest Three looks insane. Uh, from what you the, the upgrade to the Quest Two is just ridiculous. But yeah, um, 
Netflix, I don't know why they're even thinking about making GTA. I don't think Take Two, if you're, if if Take Two even licensed GTA to Netflix, there's something wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. Netflix isn't the greatest. They don't if they, if they they don't know anything about mobile games anyway. They rely on other developers to make the games for them, and they've only got one studio, so. Odds that the GTA is like a story game, and then at the very end it leaves you on a cliffhanger, and then they cancel the game. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they cancel the sequel. Yeah, or it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a point and click. <laughs> it's, it's just slideshows <laughs> with voiceovers. Oh I mean, considering what we heard from the last story, I I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I'm really hoping Netflix to stop doing mobile games because from their service right now, and their service is terrible as it is, it's not good luck to start thinking they can start getting major licensed AAA games on Netflix mobile. Anyway, uh, Sonic, a new Sonic game is apparently coming. There is alleged leaked documents uh, from the Sony presentation plans for 2024. Uh, according to a Reddit user, uh, he posted a supposed timeline for Sega's upcoming Sonic products. On the document is the Knuckles TV show, which will release in January, February next year. That will be followed by Netflix Sonic Prime uh, third season. Apparently that's releasing next year, I believe quarter two. Uh, you've got the Sonic Superstars listed as, D- as DLC TVD uh, for the mid part of the year. And a new game is listed for the holiday season. Uh, this isn't uh, from what I've reached out to Sega, we have a good relationship with them. They said this, uh, they're not willing to comment, but uh, they did not deny this wasn't. When I asked them if this was something like Sonic Superstars or a Sonic Frog, it would be a mainline console game. They didn't answer me, which is usually Yes, but we can't say anything more. I, I begin to learn this when they don't answer questions, then yeah, it's true. Um, we did also ask Rockstar this week um, rumours about Red Death 3. Uh, been confirmed. I will not touch on that much longer. Anyway, uh, 2024 Sonic game will put the series on a three major runs. Uh, this obviously is Superstars of this year and last year's Frontiers. Uh, Sonic Superstars, our review is going to be dropping next early next week. We have got our DLC for the Final Horizon if you want to go check that out. Um, but the game is set for release October 17th, so it's out right now, uh, developed by RZ. It is a decent game, I'd say probably four, four and a half, uh, as far as uh, what review scores be. But I want to know you guys, what would you want to see a more open world game, or would you want something to stick to a platformer? I prefer it to stick because I think, considering they're now... They have movies to expand into yeah. an open world universe. They can yeah. do the open world stuff by your films and stick to platforms so uh, platformers so they don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. I need them. I need them Sonic Adventure vibes, bro. Like, don't don't give me open world completely, but give me hub worlds and give me stages that are open areas. Like Sonic Adventure is the best Sonic game ever created. So if you can give me more of that, like I don't need Sonic Frontiers level of open world, but Sonic Adventure does it enough to win. It feels like it could be classic Sonic, but it's still 3D open open areas. Give me more of that. That's that's what I would ask for, and that's what I hope that they're looking into. Well, if, you kind of, if you haven't played Sonic Adventures, 
it's, I mean, it's not really a hybrid because this was done back on the GameCube. So <laughs> if, if you haven't played Sonic Adventure, I highly recommend playing some Sonic Adventure. I mean, those games were, I think that's peak Sonic. Yeah. I will say that generation of consoles, when those Sonic games start releasing, were fire. I, Sonic I 1, 2, and 3 were like Sonic and Tails and that, and I played them on the Mega Drive. First games I ever beat back-to-back, I had all of them. And then when the GameCube, I didn't have a GameCube, I can't remember what console was on for that generation. I know it wasn't Nintendo, I think it might have been PS1, PS2. Uh, but when I did actually play them, because I had a friend who had literally everything, um... Yeah, I did. I did really enjoy it. They were brilliant. Sonic Adventures is really, really good. I, I didn't like uh, the mobile versions they started coming out with. They were terrible. <laughs> I think for that open world, but not Sonic Frontiers open world. Because my no. biggest complaint was that with that was that Sonic feels so out of place in the open world because everything's like super realistic. And I'm like, if we could just get like a fun art style open world game. But if we could get the Superstars art style in an open world game like Frontiers, I'd like that because Sonic Superstars has a really cool art style. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. We've got to quickly touch on some last bit of Switch news this week. Uh, Robocop Rogue City has been cancelled on the Switch. It will no, no longer be coming to the Switch consoles. Um, <laughs> PS5, Xbox, and PC only. Uh, they haven't said why, but they have quietly cancelled it off their schedules. So it will no longer be releasing on the Switch, which sucks, uh, because the Switch does need games like this. I think this may be coming as a later port to the Switch 2. We'll see. Uh, they said they don't have any plans for the Nintendo Switch release on their Facebook page. They didn't specify why, even though the game was originally announced to be releasing on the Switch. Uh, we did get hands-on with Robocop Roti. I had a go at the preview. Uh, this was probably about three, four months ago before it was available to the public, and I will say... The game is... I don't want to swear. It is fantastic. It is unbelievable. The ragtail physics, the graphics, the art style, the voice acting, everything. Let me ask you a question about about that game, because the game looks good. It looks like RoboCop that I remember having nightmares about when I was a kid, because I shouldn't have been watching RoboCop. Yeah. But um, how does the movement feel? Because that's that's the one thing about it. The gameplay and the interviews with the developers, they, they've already said that you are moving extremely slow because, again, yeah. you're, you're, you're like a robot. Yeah. yeah, but that's, that's I mean, my only concern. I mean, you're not running... I mean, it's a first-person shooter. Essentially, you're in the body of RoboCop, and that's what movement feels like. You're in the body of RoboCop. Yeah, but you don't have any, like, sprint button or, or like, any... You don't, you don't have a sprint button, but things come to you, so you haven't got to really run. Like, the, not, the world... When you're playing it, it doesn't feel massive. It's not like you're running, walking down a really long corridor. Things will come to you. So if you remember games like Time Crisis, Instead of you moving quickly, like the camera will move, and you'll have enemies coming to you and you'll shoot them. That's essentially what combat feels like. Movement is more on rails linear. I think this game's probably about, I'd probably say about 12, 15 hours long in total, I guess, from what I played, because the, the first mission was about 20 minutes long. Um, but I really, really enjoyed like the ragtail physics, the shooting. You can make decisions and work as a detective. There are moments when you're going to actually be a detective and you're going to hunt down criminals and stuff. But I didn't get to try out as far as you going through the car and that. I didn't get to that bit. That wasn't in the demo. The main part that I played was you walking through like a building and basically shooting criminals. 
but the camera yeah. would turn and then the criminals would come to you and then you'd walk and the, the corridor didn't feel long. It maybe took me about 10 seconds to reach the end of the corridor and then I walked up the stairs. That didn't take very long either and then shoot some more people. It, it feels very, even though he's walking slowly and you're not running, it doesn't feel like you're walking slowly if you get by me. Okay. But I will say this is probably the best Robocop game ever. Uh, it feels very much like the original 1980 movie in the way that everything's presented. It looks amazing. It plays amazingly well. I'm interested to see what it's like on consoles because I was on PC when they sent it to me. I didn't get to go with it on consoles. I did ask Nacon if they could send me a copy on consoles. They said they run out, so I have to wait until the game's releasing. Um, which is not going to be till a couple of weeks. Um, but I'm hoping that when they do send it to me, it's going to be on Xbox, because I really want to troll it's like on controller. But combat-wise, it's just... Like, when you shoot, like, your gun feels just so... Fa- like, do you remember when Cyberpunk, when you were playing this, the first mission as Johnny Silverhand and you have his gun? Yeah, and everything just obliterates people, yeah. Yeah, that's what it feels like playing Robocop. That's the best way I could describe it. What I really want is if they gave Robocop Judge Dredd's gun. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's got to be a mod. I want Judge Dredd's gun in a game sometime, please. Because I just want to sell the gun. I want rapid fire. I want explosive rounds. And it just automatically changes the ammo type. I haven't got to go out and look for tons of ammo. That would be the dream. But... Uh, there is also news that the Switch 2, Doug Bowser has kind of commented on the Switch 2. Uh, he said the Nintendo Switch accounts will be transitioned to the new console. He didn't outright confirm it, although we do have internal sources that have confirmed the Nintendo will be releasing the console in late 2024, in time for Christmas. So it's coming November, December next year. Uh, I know there is a large amount of Switch users that listen to us, this podcast, thanks to the Switch group. Um, if you're not already on there, it's Nintendo Switch, Friend Codes and Online Fun. Uh, we have now hit 27,000 users. I want to hit 30 by next year. Um, I know Callum's interested in getting this group bigger because we are going to think about changing the name when the Switch 2 comes out. We haven't decided yet. Um, but development kits are now importantly with partner studios. The Switch 2 can be used in portable and with uh, handheld. Uh, the Switch is Switch 2 is confirmed. Doug Bowser did kind of confirm it already. He didn't say, oh, yeah, the Switch 2 is coming. He said it's going to be upgraded for the next console. Uh, transition will be happening soon as well, so as soon as pre-orders go live. Um, last bit of news, though, before music, we have a music break. Uh, <laughs> Diablo 4 is releasing a PR stunt. Um, this is possibly the weirdest, most disgusting PR stunt I've ever seen, uh, but it's a gaming PC infused with real human blood. What? Apparently, okay, whoever thought of that should be fired and sent to a mental hospital. Apparently, there's enough blood in this console for 1,332 players. People. Where did they get this much blood? I don't know. It's <laughs> worried. I, I, I have a lot of questions. 1,300 pints of blood. You have that much blood? Actually, I don't, actually, no, never mind. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know where they got the blood. There's 666 quarts of blood in this one gaming PC. God. That's I don't know. That's uh, it was known as blood pet. It will come with blood pet or we- weapon cosmetics 
at 66%, the Diablo community will get the Lord Wraith More Barbarian armor set. Basically, this is just a Diablo 4 gaming PC where you get additional content for the more people that buy it. But there is a fountain inside the console, which you can see with real human blood. This is the most disgusting thing I have ever heard. In okay, any, but I, I feel, ever, I feel any really bad the for the guy that, that done. Really bad for the guy that buys this. And then, like, through some event, like, the cops go to his house. I'm not going to say why, because I don't know. <laughs> but, like, the cops go to his house. I have the blood of <laughs> Human blood PC. And he has to somehow explain to them, guys, I swear I'm not crazy. It's just my Diablo 4 limited edition PC. I'm also... Fountain of blood inside. <laughs> I'm also thinking... How... Where, I mean... Where did they get it from? I think it's probably blood banks. But this just seems like a waste of stock I'm just like, the next time the NHS are complaining that they need more blood donors, we'll just have to send them to Diablo 4. (laughs) The Diablo team has quite a bit on their hands. Yeah, yeah. They got got enough to spare. Yeah. If your console breaks, your PC breaks, how are they going to take it apart? I say that the PC world is just blood all over the counter. <laughs> oh, God. And where are you going to replace it from? I have a pump it into my face. The can I be in there? We've got to refill the PC. It's just weird. It's really weird. That wouldn't what? be possible anyway, because one human would not be able to donate that much blood without killing themselves. No, there isn't enough. There's 666 quarts, which require one standard pint donation. From 1,332 people. Yeah, that's... Yeah, wait, what, what does that mean that they would have, have to, to go donate. to, like, a hospital? You have like, to hey, donate. Had to go to a hospital and been like, hey, we need this much blood and just hope that no one asks any questions. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, why do you need all this blood for? Oh, I didn't put it in my computer. Yeah, if you, if you purchase it, then you get, like, the extra DLC. Um, from what I'm see, reading, though, uh, there is a sweepstakes where you have to donate blood. <laughs> if you want one of these consoles, you have to donate blood. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Hold up, so they're not donating blood to, like... No. Well, of course they're not, Bam, because otherwise they want to wait They need, they need more blood. No, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the sweepstakes. I thought maybe that the sweepstakes was all right. You got to go out here and you got to donate blood to like your local blood drive or something like that. Well, if you if you're 18 years old and live in the US, you can donate blood at any blood bank. Get proof of donation. Submit it online, and they'll then take you, and that, you, yeah, but you're so, you're basically just replacing the blood that's fine <laughs> to be put into the. I don't, I don't I don't know you're how just, much I believe. I don't know how much I believe that they that they have over 1,300. Pints of actual blood inside this PC. Not in one PC, a, all the PCs. That's a lot of blood. Oh, so that's nothing then. Like, depending on how many PCs <laughs> that they're giving away or how many PCs they have, that there's not going to be a blood fountain. Where did they get PCs. that much blood? There is a pint of blood running through that PC. I don't, and I don't, inside I don't the really PC, mean. there is a blood fountain. I mean, I, with that I'd have, blood blood and also, I'd have to see more before, before I dive. Head, like, head person to believe that every one of these PCs is going to have a blood fountain. That's Inside. what the odd one is. There is a picture of it. It Put has a blood fountain with real Put human blood. Put that picture inside the chat, man. 
It's in the lake. I need to, I, I need to, I, I need to check this out, man, because I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't really believe that. Hold up, man. If I go to someone's man. house and I see the blood PC, I'm just leaving. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Um, but anyway, we're gonna jump to a break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna discuss the uh, the accidental incident with Winnie the Pooh and a bunch of fourth graders. <laughs> we're gonna be ranking the games and the moving uh, that you should be playing over Halloween. When we come back, I go anywhere. Episode 118 of the Talking Ace podcast, me, your host, the Major. It is uh, 
been a bit of a crazy week for the story. It's been a bit of a slow week this week. Uh, but one story that did stand out made me laugh my arse off, alright? Because some t- some teacher in the US accidentally managed to show a bunch of eight-year-olds Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Winnie U.S. The no one knows anymore. Don't be shocked when they when he says in the U.S. a teacher did this. Don't be shocked anymore. I'm totally not wrong. And, and, and no I, I, I know I know you live in this area, okay? But I, I <laughs> this just sounds so much like Florida. It happened in Miami. <laughs> it's just stereotypical Floridian Floridian drama. But apparently, a teacher uh, exposed a bunch of eight-year-olds to an 18-plus horror movie, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this movie, it is ridiculously gory and graphic. Um, it's enough. essentially a guy in a Winnie the it's Winnie the Pooh, but he's just butchering people. <laughs> and they showed the whole film to a bunch of eight-year-olds. The teacher Wait. left the classroom. <laughs> he left the classroom for two and a half, like for two plus hours. No, to, uh, at half an hour, 30 minutes, because it was meant to be like eight-year-olds, so they're not staying there two and a half hours, but they watched the first half an hour of Blood and Honey, and it was ridiculously gory. I have seen that film. I would never let an eight-year-old watch that film. <laughs> not the chance. It's how do it you not know horror. that it was a horror movie when it says Blood and Honey? Yeah. How do you look at that title and be like, yeah, this is for sure family-friendly. My eight-year-olds will love this. Yeah, also, it should have the title Blood in it. <laughs> it also, films are plastered with age ratings for a reason. That doesn't matter. That's never mattered. People get mad at the stupidest trip where they're like, this game's very violent. My my son, little Timmy, he played this game and he was traumatized. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have let little Timmy play an M-rated game. <laughs> it's your bloody fault, you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, know, but schools kind of have more of a responsibility to make sure that anything that they do show to kids is age-appropriate. Yeah, yeah but, but they also have curriculum, so where was this movie in the curriculum? Well, that's <laughs> it. That's the it. kids aren't going to say anything, though, because they want to watch it. Like, you could have, like, the worst movie, and if you somehow convince the teacher to watch it, no one would say anything because they want to, like, they want to see what happens. Yeah, it was, it, movies about basically funny. Winnie the Pooh is a serial killer who puts on a poo mask and kills his prey. I honestly just think it's poo. funny that that exists and that it's getting a sequel. Yeah, it is getting, that is mad. It's, 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 yeah, they, it's they, a they theme thing as well. Like earlier this year, they were just like, oh yeah, by the way, Blood and Honey sequel. And everyone was just like, but why though? <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's, the movie isn't that good. It's a B movie. So it's not a big budget Hollywood, but it's it's like Cocaine Bear essentially. This is where it's coming from. Somebody well, has a great idea. They made it the horror. Of course, it's not good. They made it in a rush because Winnie the Pooh went into public domain. So they were like, "We got to take advantage of this and make our yeah. Winnie the Pooh horror movie quickly before <laughs> anyone else can." And try and release it before Halloween. Yeah, that was last year. It came out last year. It, was, um, it is. It is funny though. It is a funny film. There are moments that, that's that a horror movie that you watch at Halloween, not to like be scared at, but to make fun of. Yeah. Watching, and you're like, God, I can't believe Winnie the Pooh just decapitated that person. That's crazy. And it, it happens. I'm not going to spoil the film if you haven't seen it, because it, it is something you have to see. Um, but it is ridiculously good. It is a really good film. 
Um, as far as comedy goes, horror is it's not that scary. But obviously for an eight-year-old, it's going to be flipping terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> One parent, apparently, uh, the teacher didn't stop the movie. Even when kids were saying, stop the movie, we don't want to watch this. Uh, the parent explained it's not for them to decide what they want to watch. It's up to the parent, it's up to the teacher. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is the case for me, parent. Again, only in the U.S. Yeah. Only, only in Florida. Only in Florida. You would never get away with that kind of rubbish over here. So, if you didn't hear that because of my laughing, I'm still, I've got tears running down my face. The teacher didn't stop the movie, even though the kids were begging for it to stop. The parent explained, it's not up for the kids to decide what they want to watch, it's up to the teacher. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put on the exorcist. <laughs> Six-year-olds. Right, kids, today we're going to learn about religion. Statement. I'm sorry, that's just so that's a ridiculous, that's a ridiculous quote. I'll, I'll laugh right, that's funny as hell. It's a statement. Uh, the Academy of Education has become more aware that a segment of the horror movie was shown to fourth graders on Monday, the October the 2nd. Uh, this was not suitable for the age group. Our administration probably oh, really? issue with the teacher and has taken appropriate action to ensure the safety and well being of students. We actually monitor the students and their mental health. <laughs> the principal has already met with his students to address uh, express concerns. Uh, in the meantime, uh, there is a sequel coming uh, featuring Tigger. Bouncy <laughs> well, oh no. Tigger in a horror movie. That oh actually no. makes sense. Th- these kids better be scared for their lives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that, Nightmare, but I mean, realistically, though, in a school in America, they think they have a few more things to be worrying about. Could, could you imagine, oh Obama? God. Oh my kids, God. We're going to learn about human no, anatomy. This is a movie called House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they start using horror movies to, to kind of teach kids, I, I'm all for that. That's hilarious. It's in Florida. I took that joke too far, or you took that joke too far, because my God. I can't. I, I, I'm going to be giggling about this all day. That is probably the best, that is the best quote I've ever read. <laughs> up to the kids and the time, up to the teacher. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. And that came from a parent. <laughs> that's, I mean, if that had come from, like, somebody in the school, that would have made a little bit more sense. It came from a parent. But it's come from no, one that's, of the that's pa- I'm... parents that doesn't care. That's yeah. That's parents that's like, they're watching something like super weird, and their kid walks in, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, no, come, 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 grab a seat. We got some popcorn ready." <laughs> I'm not gonna say what just popped into my head then. <laughs> oh dear. This, by the way, is Adriana Chipstick. <laughs> <laughs> These are her friends. <laughs> anyway, oh, before, before I die. Uh, <laughs> after the news, though, we're going to quickly uh, quickly touch on Halloween. is only a couple like a week away now. Uh, your suggestions: what people should watch and play this Halloween? Uh, okay, for, not, for the, not that way. The two one game, one movie. Okay, for game, uh, Alan Wake because it's funny. It's not. It's not even a horror game, but you can pretend like it is. While he's going, my name's Alan Wake. 
and I'm a writer 24-7. <laughs> that, that's the yeah, reason why Alan Wake and love it so much, because it's so stupid and goofy that it's just hilarious to play it. And if you're playing it on Halloween, it's even funnier, because it's just supposed to be a horror game, and you have Alan Wake looking like an idiot. And then, uh, as far as movie goes, uh, I don't know anymore. I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> Actually, no, this year, FNAF movie. This year, FNAF movie. Every other year, please watch anything else that's scarier. But this year, FNAF movie. I'm interested in seeing that film. It does look really good. I've been watching the trailers this week for for the new FNAF film. I'm so excited, but I'm also really scared because as a really big FNAF fan that knows way too much about the story of this game, I'm, like, just worried that I'm going to go into just critiquing mode. I'm just going to go into critiquing mode mid-film and be like, that's not lore accurate, and then just ruin the film for myself. <laughs> well, you'd be in the cinema and everyone would go, but you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm, I'm going to say there is a game out right now called Limerick uh, Cadence Mansion. It's made by Janita Studios. They're a solo developer. Um, the game released last week, uh, but it hasn't done very well because it hasn't received, it hasn't had a very large marketing budget. But it is a terrific horror game. It is really good. It's basically like Spanish puppets. So it's like FNAF. Um, but you're basically trapped in a mansion with a bunch of, like, uh, I don't even can't remember what like the Spanish dolls are called. With, like, the wooden heads. But it is, it is ridiculously scary. Um, oh, and it's a really that. good horror game. Okay, uh, you've got Stray Souls coming out next test. week as well, which is a bat a ghost. test of uh, whether it's FNAF. Are there any dead kids involved? Uh, I don't know, because I haven't completed the game. <laughs> um, but I am going to say, because the developer has asked us to basically help him a little bit, uh, definitely go check it out. From what I know, it's not kids. You're basically like a, an investigator or something. You're trapped in a mansion called Cadence um, with a bunch of, like, Mario. I think they're called marionettes. Uh, which come to life and try and kill you. Yeah, that sounds freaky. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it looks fantastic. From what the developers, the discussions I've had with the developer about this, it looks amazing. Uh, shout out to Janita Studios, because I know they're going to be listening to this. We have got a Halloween top 10 games to play coming up pretty soon on our YouTube channel. I am currently working on that right now. Uh, but there's the uh, that game is, is one of the on that list because it's definitely a game you should be playing this Halloween. It's brilliant. The other one is Stray Souls, which is coming out next week. Uh, that's like Thing and Ghosts. Uh, I'm not I haven't seen too much of the gameplay on that. I have been we have been covering that for quite some time. Uh, there are several articles on the website if you want to go learn more about it. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out next week. Um, as far as movies go. I'd probably say The Exorcist, the new one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say the new Exorcist film, because I can't think of any games off the top of my head. And the only film I was thinking, for obvious reasons, and the only film I was thinking, isn't there also, I mean, I don't know whether this comes under horror, but isn't there also a new Saw movie too? There is, and it's Saw 10. Is it Saw 10? Yeah. That's not if you don't know what number that. Never mind that joke, but I completely screwed up that joke. Uh, I think it's November, Saw 10's coming out. Oh, right. Um, beginning, around mid, beginning to mid-November. I haven't heard of it coming. I might come out on Halloween night, but I haven't been following that movie too closely because I can't stand the Saw films. They make me feel sick. Uh, I, I think, think I, I, I saw the first one where he sawed off his foot, and I was like, nah. I think I've only ever watched one and I wasn't here. I can't remember which one it was. 
Yeah, oh. Body horror is not my is not my horror genre that I follow. I don't like it. It made me feel physically nauseous. Over on YouTube, I was asking people, I was like, is there any uh, horror thing that you want me to look at as, for like a review? And someone was like, what about Saw 10? And I'm like, when did well, you first say- off, I've had... I've had to watch all other nine Saw films. And the other thing is, God, no, please, no, help me, no. When did you say you think so, you thought Saw 10 was coming out? I think it's end of this month. Because from what I've seen, it's already out. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's looking like it's already out. I thought it was like in the next week or two. No, it's looking like it's already out. Absolutely no reviews for that anyway. It's looking like it's already out in uh, cinemas because I've just googled it and cinema times for my film showing times for my local cinema have come up for today. Hold on. Oh, also, I I don't get this because I was talking about this last Friday. Um, Why did the FNAF movie not release on Friday the Thirteenth? Like nothing. That, what, I know they missed. Like, they missed that's a bit of a such trick, a yeah. missed opportunity. So instead, they released it on Alan Wake 2's release day, and I'm like, "Are you actually kidding me?" I mean, I can see why they've done that because they've done the whole Bobby Oppenheimer thing. Yes, but. I only got a sixty. That basically means it's terrible. Of course, yeah, when Metacritic gives it a 60, that's... Wait, what what are you talking about now? Metacritic has given it a 6. Given what, uh, IMDP has given it a 7. Are you on about sort of? I didn't even know this movie was out. There's so many reviews have actually shown for this. I haven't even seen an IGN poster review. Well, I didn't either. I just doodled it to see when it was coming out, and I was like, and saw the the performance times come up. I was like, oh, it's already out. Okay, then. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's really the problem with October. The song's October this year. There's so much crap coming out that we don't even know when yeah. things are coming out. Yeah, according to this, it was released at the end of last month in over here. I, I, I haven't seen a single review, a single marketing. Like, I've been seeing a lot for sequels and stuff. Like, there's apparently a... I can't even remember the film now. I think they're making another sequel. Uh, Jim Carrey's supposed to be making another film next year. But there's this, I haven't seen a single thing for Saw 10. Nothing. No, they're, they're spending too much of their time sort of jumping up, jumping around about flaming that bloody Hunger Games prequel that just makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't like the originals anyway. Fair. I mean, I like, the, I like the originals, but I'm kind of looking at this thinking, you're copying Fantastic Beasts and it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation about Fantastic Beasts recently, and just how it is the most like boring yet exciting series ever, because you have some, you have most of the movies being just Star Wars prequels of them just talking over and over again for fifty minutes straight, and then you have that one good scene in each movie that just makes it a good movie. Yeah, and that's just Fantastic Beasts summarized in like three sentences. Yeah. I love how we've gone off on a tangent as we were supposed to be talking about horror films. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to do it then. You've got to come out with one game though, Chloe. In that case, even though it's probably quite an old one now, I'd have to say the Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm, Is that cool? What's yeah, that, like the beginning of this year? 
Yeah, there is a ton of indie games, though. There is a lot of indie game, like, horror movie or horror games out. I try and avoid horror things if at all possible, because horror is just not my genre, so I wouldn't know anyway. Fair enough. Horror at this state is just indie, mostly, and anything that's not is just big triple Indie or a remake. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if you're at Nintendo, then everything's a remake. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, most most horror that I've seen has just all been indie stuff that's the exact same art style with, like, the dark pixelate, or not the pixelates, but the dark pixels, or just really dark, uh, like, PS1-looking graphics. That's just indie horror right now, as far as graphics go, and visual styles. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's going to do it. That's been episode 118. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you to Bammy as a job out quick. Uh, but I want to thank Nightmare and Chloe for joining me this week as well. No problem. Uh, Callum did just message say he was going to be on, but he fell asleep and he's been asleep this entire time. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Probably because he spent most of last night getting drunk. Was he? I don't know. But no wonder he like... didn't post his review. I don't know because I've not spoken to him in a while. But... Uh. I, I, it just sounds like the Talon reason. Yeah, that doesn't, uh, I'm, I'm not happy about that, because he was supposed to be posting these reviews this weekend, no wonder he didn't. Anyway. Uh, I don't, I don't, 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 don't quote me on that, I'm not saying he was drunk, but, yeah. No, this part should be getting cut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's slandering Talon. <laughs> that's, that's part of my role here, you know this. I do know this. Make fun of everyone. <laughs> no, just specifically Callum. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't know you guys well enough to make fun of you yet. Well, that's not nice. You should know me well enough. Anyway. Uh, we'll be back. I meant the other two. Yeah, we'll be back next week for episode 119. That'll be a Halloween special. I'm going to try and get Larry on for that as we can. Uh, he hasn't been very well for the last few weeks. He's lost his voice so short. He was supposed to be on last week's episode and the week before, but he hasn't been very well, so... When he's back to full fighting fitness, he'll uh, he'll be on this podcast. That'll be doing it. Uh, that has been episode 118. Thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to check us on the website. Follow us on all the socials. It's been a pleasure talking and listening to you all. And uh, happy Halloween if you uh, if you don't listen to next week's episode. Uh, let us know what horror games you're going to be playing uh, just for Halloween. That's going to do it. Take care, guys. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.